This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. And we are off and running for another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He is Dave Sherapan, the book. I'm Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. How are you on this Thursday, the first Thursday without an NFL football game or football in general since early September? <laughs> It is a barren wasteland of basketball and <laughs> hockey for us to break down and bet on here tonight. Yep. Dave, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Yeah, first Thursday without football always feels weird. And then the looming last college football game is Monday. And then it's just playoffs. You know what we got? Well, they're wrapping around Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So we'll have another Monday night football game. But you can see the end. You could see it's crazy. It's 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 here. It's like, uh, okay, now what? You better start diving into some college basketball and some some Creighton hoops and things like that. You know, okay. So we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. That 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 was that was ouch last night. All right, let's start. Let's get here with the openers. New York Mobile Sports Betting makes the announcement this morning. It'll start on Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. How big of a deal is this? Because when New York went legal for daily fantasy after they shut it down and they re and they brought it back up, it was an industry saver. Now it's not the same here for sports betting, but just how big is it that New York State will have mobile wagering come Saturday? Oh, I don't know how big it's going to be Saturday. I, all I'm mean, thinking yeah, about I mean, is the hiccups, like yeah, just like they're going to do it on Saturday. There's a hundred million college basketball games Saturday. Everything that's going to go wrong will go wrong on Saturday, like everything. And to do it like you're supposed to debut it today and work the uh, kinks out and be ready for the weekend. Like they're just the 9 a.m. We're ready to go. OK, just turn it on. You would hope the process is better, but there's going to be hiccups. There's going to, you know, between the geo comply and all the, the apps not working with certain phones. It's going to be nightmare as far as that goes. But it's going to change the East Coast handle, I mean, yes, it's going to it's gonna affect New Jersey some. It's going to affect Pennsylvania a little. But, I mean, a lot of the people, I don't know how much it's going to affect things in the grand scheme of things as far as numbers. It's going to be big because there's so many people that live in New York. But, man, I mean, the books have incentive to let them keep playing in, in the other border states because of the taxes. If you could play in either or, you're going to try to direct the customer to go to New Jersey because you could pay less taxes as the operator. I mean, that tax rate's going to it's going to be interesting to see how books operate with that pending over their head all the time. Fifty one percent tax rate on the operator is obviously a significant number. And New York is not going to allow the books to play the funny math with free wagers and promotional offers and giveaways. You're going to pay money on the money you bring in, not the money you make. So that's going to change things a little bit. Does that in your mind 
keep the incentives in New Jersey rolling. And thus you might get on the path and cross over. If you live in New York and take it over to go to Jersey, go place your bets and go back because of the free opportunities, the free rolls, you know, the, the deposit bonuses that will be available versus what New York's going to be offering. Does that keep the handle in New Jersey alive for a while? We talked about it here, like how easy it is to, for us to drive 15 minutes to go deposit money or withdraw money and set up your account. But now people are talking about how they take a bus and then a subway and a ferry ride to go place a bet. I think we're going to make it easier. So the convenience of it in New York is anything to make it more convenient in most people's lives is all that's going to matter. So the bonus hunters will go hunt the bonuses everywhere. I mean, I was, I, I talked to somebody who wrote an article yesterday about people driving to Arizona to go open up accounts to take advantage of the bonuses, but they won't drive 15 minutes across town to go set up an account. It don't, you can't have it both ways. So like the, the, the talk about they're going to have incentive to get people to get in the system. Once you're in the system, they can market to you wherever you're at. If you already have a New Jersey account, that's all they want. They want you in the system. As far as the betting, you're going to find your way to do that. A lot of people, P. Ralt, are going to be done betting Sunday. They're only going to bet on the playoff games, and that's it. There's people that only bet football. I mean, a majority you, of people. You mean don't. February, though? I mean, the, the people who bet football will bet the Super Bowl. They're going to bet. They're going to bet. Yeah, they're going to bet the playoffs sporadically. But I mean, when you push comes to shove, there's two games. You know, two games Saturday, two games Sunday. I mean, it's easy. You make a couple bets, you make a couple prop bets, and you're done. You don't. No one. The the level of drop off is huge when the football regular football season ends. You can count on people being on your app or in your system every week for eighteen weeks. I'll push back a little on New York because of the basketball. They are very into college college basketball. Oh, there are people. So we'll go. I think April April leads you into the baseball season with the Mets and Yankees. And I, I, I just I, I think New York is a little bit of a different animal than, say, like Vegas, where I totally agree. I mean, the handle just goes off a cliff once we get out of football season. New York is a New York is a pretty crazy town when it comes to college basketball, NBA basketball and baseball. So I think the handle in New York is going to be stunning, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be enormous. And I'm with you. I don't know if people want to get. I think people would just say, I don't care. You know, what am I making? Twenty five, fifty bucks, hundred bucks. Whatever. I'm going to, you know, my time is more valuable than that. And if I'm somebody who is a, you know, a hedge fund, a Wall Street trader, somebody who loves to get involved with numbers in gambling, if I don't have to do that, I don't care if I don't get the bonus, whatever. I'm betting 500 bucks on a game and I'm, you know, I don't need the extra 100 bucks or 500 buck bonus you're going to give me. It's, I'm not interested. I'm good. So I, I just think, I think Jersey gets hit, gets hit hard in Northern Jersey, which is really where, you know, other books have set up shop as to like, they have tried to put a flag down on Northern Jersey. And like, this is our territory. They have to do it again in New York. And I think the battle for New York is going to be fascinating, even if it's not about the money made, but just if you're the king in New York, I think that that speaks volumes about your business across the country. Okay. I don't no? think so. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, okay. it, it, it might, back there but like you know as we we're back east guys so we understand it but i I don't think anybody once you cross the mississippi i i don't think there's too many people that care about what goes on in new york we have a bigger feel for it because we 
grew up and I lived don't know. there. I don't, I don't, I don't think New York anybody, is still New York is still New York. I mean, it it's is, still, I mean, but it's it doesn't in the betting law. I mean, like you know, people aren't gonna. Um, I, the books would rather know that they're the king of everywhere, and being a king in New York, it don't matter. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna look at the numbers and they're gonna try to be like, okay. But if the handle's bigger in Pennsylvania, they want to be the king in Pennsylvania. They want to be the king everywhere. These right. big books want to be the king of the United States. They, they, New York is a piece, and it's obviously a big piece. I mean, it's obviously the queen on the chessboard, you know, yeah. because it's it's so many people. And that's why it's – I mean, if we're playing on a Monopoly board, this is Boardwalk, right? Boardwalk yeah. and Park Place. So to New York, and then, you know, we know what's looming on the other coast. And when someday when California or Florida get it together, those yeah, are the three. That's the triangle right there, right? Yeah. I mean, that's where the most people are. That's where probably a lot of people are from other places in those places. So there's a lot of people gambling on a lot of different things. I don't think I mean, you know, people being Yankee fans and Mets fans, I mean, they're not they're not necessarily betters, but you can market to them because they're there and they may transform into betters. So it's 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 going to be interesting. I mean, it's 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 about time. Uh, you know, they, they they let New Jersey get the foothold, and um, they got you know they they're playing catch up. Yeah, they really are. But I think the benefit of New Jersey doing what New Jersey did. There are so many New York City residents who have experienced betting on applications and have experience doing it that won't be confused or going through that learning oh, curve. For sure that just will turn it on and go. And oh. I think that that I think is a huge advantage to what New Jersey had the, you know, the ramp up prop, you know, they have to ramp people up to understand how to download the application and right. how to get cleared and go through that whole process. There's not that problem anymore. It's just click and go for people. Do in you New York. know, if you have to have separate accounts, like money between the accounts, or do you have a FanDuel account in New Jersey and then New York opens, you just, push the New York button and move the money into it or back. I believe that's correct. Yeah. I believe that's right. You don't have have two separate deposits like in ways to get money in and out of, because if that's the case, that's phenomenal because like I use the FanDuel app every day. Okay. For, for the shows and all the stuff. Right. And when you, when you touch it to open it, you know, has you pick your state. Right. So if you can just, you know, when you're in New York, you log in, the money's the same. You travel, you go to Arizona, you log in. It's yeah, the same. no, you have to transfer it. I know you have to. I know, oh, like okay. the Bet MGM stuff. I, I know that I've seen, like, um, when I made a deposit in. Yeah, you went back. Jer- each, you- yeah, so when I made when I made a deposit on, in in on DraftKings in New Jersey, right, it was the same money in New Hampshire. So it's state by state. So I think it's going to be the same money, New Jersey to New York. I'm pretty sure that it will be the okay. same, the same bank, but you're using, you're just geo-targeted to a different state. Okay. So like they triangulate and then find yeah. out where you are. Are yeah. you legally able to bet? And then you can bet. I think it's the same because you can pull money out. You just can't put money in. You just can't bet if you're not in a legal, in, in, in a legal state. Right. So okay. my thought would be that you'd be able to, I think it might be company by company too. So I, I'm, I'm assuming FanDuel and DraftKings want it to make it as simple as possible. So you of don't have to, but I know there are some books people have complained about having to 
um, redeposit. Nevada in BetMGM is a different story because it's a different company and that you have to have different amount, different accounts for those. You have but, to have different accounts for us at CG at our each location. Seven, like right? You had to have, yeah. So each location, you, I mean, the lines were all the same. Your account was the different number yeah. because we had to go through the property. So they had them, you know, because we were sharing the customers essentially, right? Like, so when we were at the, you're at the Palms and then you went to the Cosmo, you had to have two separate account numbers. Drove me nuts. And money. So if you wanted 500 in each account, you know, 500 in an account, you had to do 500 in each account. So that was a real pain. And then you had to, you know, they had to move the money. You physically had to go to the Palms and take the money out and physically go to the Cosmo and put it in if you wanted, you know, if you were going to be there. So, yeah, it was a pain. So if they can keep that process easier, I think it'll make it, it'll grow faster. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I also, and people are saying that uh, Virginia to New Jersey worked that way as well. So it was, they're able to load in Virginia and then go bet in, in New Jersey. So oh, okay. it, seems like it, it, yeah. it seems like it's company by company. So it seems like that would be the case for New Jersey to New York. That would be, if you have money all the way already in New York or in New Jersey, you can bet in New York, which would be interesting to see. But I remember, I mean, I remember the first time I learned that when I went from the Venetian to the Palms and I went to go, I think I may have been like bitched at you about it. I was like, the hell's going on? I was like, I, was like, I, I went in there and they're like, you can't bet. I'm like, what do you mean I can't bet on my CG account? Yeah, that's a CG Venetian account. I'm like, yeah, I'm in the Palms. I want to do, nope, sorry, different story. What do you mean different story? I don't make any sense. Yeah, sorry. No, you, that that's your Venetian account. You have to go get an account here. If you want to bet here on our app here, you have to bet. I was blown away by it. It's like, how is that logical? If you wanted to do money in, money out transactions, you could bet on the app. You you could make bets, but you had to have yeah. funds in that account, yes. you know, in that account. So if you cleaned out the Venetian account and you wanted to bet, you couldn't because you needed a Palms account. And then you had to load oh. it. It was a pain. It was terrible. It's absolutely completely terrible. All yeah. right. So for our CLV Society people, we asked what we thought that game last night was going to look like. Now, I got Creighton plus 11 wrong, but I got the CLV right because yes. this number opened at 132 where I bet it. It closed at 127. That yeah. game fell at 116 man, oh last man, night. Unbelievable. Every number hit last night. Oh, I don't know what to make of that going forward for Creighton. Like now I'm interested to see what their numbers are going to be because I thought, I mean, 132, you ain't going to see no more 132s. Like, I don't it think depends it, on who they play, really. I mean, again, the Jays can hit threes and run if they're playing a team that wants to run. They'll play the style that they want to play. Nova's defense was suffocating last night, and the Jays couldn't hit a broadside of a barn. I mean, they were just awful offensively. Right. And Nova was okay. They weren't great offensively. But Nova's starting to turn a corner, and they're starting to play like I yeah. thought that they would. I mean, I got a two-unit bet on Nova to win the Big East. I don't normally bet two units, but that's how confident I was that Nova's the best team in the Big East. And wow. they really, they really didn't play like it early, and they have played much, much better this week. And they're starting to look like the team. Like, okay, now they're three and one in the Big East. They're starting to come around. Jay Wright's got his guys finally focused. And last night was kind of the 
here comes Villanova moment for me because defensively right. they were they were phenomenal last night defensively. What are their odds to win it all right now? Got to be like fifteen to one. They got. Yeah. I mean, they have not. They have not looked good at all. Uh, worse than that, they are thirty to one. Worth a shot. It is, but I don't know if they've got the depth. I think what what Purdue exposed when they played Purdue is that if you get them into any foul trouble or you get them tired, Nova just doesn't have the bench. And and Creighton's team's not deep enough to expose it. You got to have a team that's full of you know five really good players and then three really talented guys off the bench, which is what the Zags have, what Purdue has, what your upper echelon national championship contending teams have. So I think they're the best team in the Big East. I think they make a run, but I think once they get to like the Sweet Sixteen, they run into those type of teams, and I just don't think they've got the depth. Minus one forty to win the Big East right now. I paid and, minus one hundred five. Okay, and plus uh, thirty to one to win the, the national championship. The CLV thing is great because I think we'll be teaching people by talking about it every day. Sometimes a number will move, and it won't matter. Like this is a perfect example of that. It opened one thirty two. It closed 127. It finished 116. The opening number stinks, like in that regard. Like it's just sometimes, you know, and as as odds makers and sports books, like I say it all the time, nobody knows Squadoosh. Like sometimes you just you get it wrong. I mean, you didn't get any bets probably on that game over. That was probably a loser for the book. When a game, when a total moves five points and it's already low, I mean, this is it's harder to come up with numbers for the low scoring teams in the college basketball than it is the high scoring teams. Like in the totals that are in 150, 160, at least you might get two way action. Mm-hmm. When you got to put like the Wisconsin one for years used to drive me crazy in the book. We had totals of 116 and a half <laughs> to start. And like games would finish with 104, you know? 54 to 50 would be the final score of a Wisconsin game. So that's why, like, you you piqued my interest. So this is perfect. So now by talking about it every day and looking, can kind of dive into the college basketball because i got to be honest. Like, I've been pushing it off as long as possible. And we I used have to. to. We, yeah. we used to yeah. do this. In I'm book. with you. Like, I mean, it's like there's enough going on. There's enough games to break down and handicap right. that you have to fully pay attention to it. But now it's not after you know, Sunday. Right now, here we go. So the, the CLV Society will make its return again in Better or Book It later in the show. Oh, so okay. A little, little bit of a, of a preview as to as to what we're going to get getting Excellent. ourselves into. All right. So we've been covering this. If you've been listening to this show Man, since, since 12 out of 17 games for Steph Curry, what this has gone under now, including <laughs> last night. Steph Curry in the last two games has missed 17 of 19 threes he has taken. They play tonight. Most likely Curry is not playing tonight due to the uh, thigh injury, knee injury, whatever he is dealing with at the moment. But he doesn't look right, Dave. I mean, this is he looks forced. He looks banged up. I feel bad that we've called attention to this thing. Like I was watching it last night going, he's wounded. I sent you that text. He doesn't look right. Something's not right. Um, and he's still chucking it like but it's not even some of those looks aren't even good. Mm-hmm. And then last night he started missing layups, mm-hmm. you know, because they were coming out and he, he really had not 
many clean open looks for those threes. So he started driving to the basket and he was missing like left-handed layups, which he never misses. And you saw what happened when, I mean, Steph, everybody was cold last night. They scored 82 points. I mean, 82 points for Golden State lost the game. And they made um, a run in the third quarter too. Cause at halftime, I bet it live. Right. And, and I took, I took the warriors because they closed at four and a half. I got them at minus two. I think it was for the game. For the game. Yeah. And so at halftime, I was like, well, the warriors in the third quarter always make a run Boy, they did. And, too. They, and they did, they came out. Zoop. It went from down 11 to up five. And I'm like, this is great. Here we right. go. And they and then just, the, and then the last three or four minutes of the f- third quarter, nothing. It flipped it back. Like they stopped making a shot. They, I think they went three or four minutes without a basket. Five and a half. It was five and a half minutes without a basket. Yeah, because I was crying. I'm like, okay, I'm dead. Because <laughs> right. they, they weren't scoring. It was a 13 to one run, I think it was, oh, for the yeah. for the for, yeah. the for the for Dallas. Yeah. And then the fourth quarter was just sort of like a it wasn't even really kind of a foregone conclusion. They just every time the Warriors made a little run. The, the 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 Mavericks would make a shot or a layup or a defensive stop. Yep. And like, it was just, by the time the fourth quarter got there, I felt like the white flag was getting raised by the yep. Warriors. They were like, eh, we're playing tomorrow night. Dirk's night. And, you can right. have it. And, and right. And we got to win the game tomorrow, right? It's a game they got to win. I mean, it, you can't just give a game to the, the Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah. You can't. That's the game you're supposed Lines to Lines two and a half. I know. Well, I mean, and that feels nice. like like okay. I mean, I know Steph's not playing, but you get a super discount on the Warriors at that situation. But Jordan man, he, pool props. What? Jordan Pool props. Do we want to do that? Who's scoring? I mean, who's going to be? I mean, without Steph, who's mm. who's taking the lion chair? Wiggins. Who's scoring tonight against this banged up Pelicans team? Have they played many games without Steph? Because this is his first game he's missing. I think this is the first game he's missed all year. I, I, I'm. That's. He may have sat down. I think he sat down for one or one other two games for rest. I don't think he's played in every game this season. I think he mm. sat down a couple of times, but maybe the first game for injury that he will miss. Right. Okay. On, on the year. Wiggins, Which, by the way, has anyone gotten a bigger pass than Zion? Uh, why? No. Why aren't we eviscerating Zion? He's eating his way out of the league. Yeah. Dude's huge. He's huge. It's like 310 pounds. Is he really? I haven't seen yeah, that's I haven't why seen he, the stress fracture. That that's what happened. He was so he was so big that during his rehab for his injury, he caused himself to have a stress fracture in his foot. He's too big. Like can't about, say you your, didn't see it coming though, right? No, I we all it was the biggest fear coming out of Duke was that, that was, his size was gonna be a big was, what's, was gonna be a big deal. Yeah. I, mean, um, I can't think of one in recent history where we gave a young guy a pass like this um, for not playing. And maybe that's because it's in New Orleans. I don't know. I don't uh, say out of mind, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's remarkable to me that a former number one pick overall and a guy who came into the league with the amount of hype that Zion Williamson has come in, that when the Pelicans play the Warriors, this is supposed to be Zion versus Steph. And it's neither not. one's playing. <laughs> neither one's playing, but <laughs> the Pelicans are just a mess, and they put so much stock in Zion's ability to resurrect that franchise. And it just, in the wake of Anthony Davis, this has not worked as of yet for them. It feels like if it doesn't, I mean, I heard the story yesterday. 
I mean, they're talking about moving a team here or us getting an NBA team in Vegas. Did you hear that? I've been hearing that for months. Well, I know, but like it, it should I happen. Think, it, should, it should happen tomorrow. You think? A hundred percent. It should be before. Uh, this is a Dave. This is a basketball town. Come on now. This is a diehard basketball town. This is a lot of games. Oh, no, no, not even every game sold out. Every game will be a party. Not even a question in my mind. NBA basketball will be exciting and extremely expensive here in Vegas to go to. It'll be the most expensive ticket now, period. Think about what the NBA is. The NBA is star power, marquee power on the strip. You have every NBA team coming in. Every team has one guy you want to see. Every team has the guy that they put up on the marquee, come see so-and-so. Hockey doesn't have that. You say, hey, you want to go see Vancouver? Who the hell plays for Vancouver? Hey, it's hockey. All right, I'll go. Hey, the Celtics are coming. You want to go see Jalen, Jason Tatum? Hey, the Clippers are coming. You want to see Paul George? Hey, the, the Lakers are coming. You want to see LeBron? I mean, it is an absolute home run for this market. Baseball? No way. I've been anti-baseball from the get-go in particular, you know, building the ballpark at the corner of Tropicana and Vegas Boulevard is a disaster in my mind from a traffic standpoint. We we will never be able to drive the strip on a game day. It'll be a nightmare to get down there. That's the most busiest intersection in the state already. And now you want to put a baseball stadium in the most busiest intersection in the state already. Oh, have you ever been here? It's MGM, New York, New York, um, the Excalibur and Tropicana. That's what they they want to put the ballpark right there at that, at that intersection, which is insane to do in my mind. But T-Mobile is already here. It's already built. It is perfect. It is a, 41 home games, 41 sellouts. I I mean, please, all the AAU, all the college basketball, all the stuff, the history of basketball in this market is so deep. That's why I started coming here. My first trips were every July to cover the, the, the high school basketball tournaments, the AAU tournaments here in town. And there's just such a huge legacy. I I can't believe that they haven't done it already. I mean, I can't believe that Adam Silver hasn't already just said, hey, we're expanding Seattle, you're getting a team. Vegas, you're getting a team. We're going right. to move a team from the West to the East, and away we go. It's interesting. I don't know. I just Do don't, expand, I mean, would, would, you, would you rather expansion or a team to move? Expansion. Me too. It, it, just built. It, you got to. I mean, that's what the Knights have over over the Raiders. Hundred percent. It, it, it's 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 our team. It's it's. I mean, that's my kids' team. Like the yep. Raiders came from somewhere else, and it's going to take time. Yeah, and it's and you know, the fan base was established somewhere else. Uh, the Knights were here. I mean, we talk about Arizona all the time. I'm wearing the mm-hmm. Suns hat. It's a Suns mm-hmm. town. Suns were first, you know. And now, I mean, they brought the Coyotes in. Okay, they brought the Cardinals in. Okay. I mean, I lived in Arizona when the games were blacked out. I was talking about it on another show. No one for four years saw a Cardinals game except the Cowboys wow. game. They were never sold out. They That's never amazing. came close. They were blacked out every every game except the Cowboy game. And, you know, so I think the pressure here to win will be higher. Um, it will be great at first. But, like, if they become the Pelicans, and eh, the steam will run out kind of quick. I mean, this town is so flash and dash and, like, you got – I mean – you got to be successful. I mean, even, you know, there's good shows on the so. trip that just I run out. 
I don't, I don't think know. so. I, I I think it's the rival fans come in. Team's bad. Rival fans will come in and, and, and be a part of it. I mean, anyone on the West Coast, Trailblazer fans, Clipper fans, Laker fans, Suns fans, Nuggets fans, they're all coming to games here. They're all going to make yeah, a trek to Vegas. At least, yeah, for sure, for the first couple of years. I mean, that's the way the Knights games uh, were exactly like that. I mean, you know, there's so many people that come just – to wrap their weekend around or plan a midweek trip, included a game in between uh, dinners and shows and stuff. It's a perfect, it's a perfect thing for it. And where the arena is absolutely it's perfect. And then, you know, now you got, it's okay with the gambling because they're gambling everywhere else. I mean, that was always the big holdup like, Oh, we can't have team. Well, that's all done. So now yeah. it's just, can the local market support it? And I think, I think the the Knights started it. The Raiders iced it. Like the local market will support it and the casinos and everything else will get behind it because now it's bringing in other stuff, right? I mean, we're going to have an all-star game here. We had bowl games here already. We're going to have, you know, postseason basketball tournaments or more and more are coming. And we're going to have the Super Bowl in 2024. We're having the NFL draft. I mean, they're all coming. Am I wrong that the NHL All-Star game here in town in February has been really quiet? So far, I can't believe how quiet. Isn't that weird? Like, we have the All-Star game coming to Vegas here in four weeks. I can't wait. It's like we we have the skills competition. We've got the three-on-three stuff. We've got the Legends games. Like, all the the festivities. Yeah, it's it's going to be a hell of a show, too. It's For hockey fans, it's an unbelievable show. I was in Pittsburgh – um, and I was at Penn State at school when they had it in Pittsburgh, and I came home for all the festivities. And I was, you know, I went to the game. I went to the, the, the it was awesome, and it was a celebration, you know, for uh, Mario Lemieux and all the Penguins. But it was awesome as a fan. It's an, it's one of the things you want to go to. Like I have not been in person to an all-star game, but I've gone to the fan fest and all the other stuff in the home run derby. It's, it's great. And it's a, it's a cool thing. So yes, um, locally, it's definitely been under the radar, but the, I mean, the Raiders have overtaken everything as far as like the local news coverage and things like that. I mean, it's even more so than the Knights. The Knights are having a pretty decent season and, and it's done. Like you don't even know about it. It's third on the list of stuff. You know, it's really funny because people often ask me, what's the biggest difference about living in Vegas than other towns? The fact that nobody has started a 24-hour sports channel yet here, like AT&T Sportsnet Vegas, or I don't know, just the Knights games, people don't know this. The Golden Knights games are shown on a Denver affiliate. Yeah, We we get AT&T Rocky Mountain. That's yeah. who covers the Vegas Golden Knights games. Yeah. Not... We have a football team here. We have the all-star game coming here. We yep. have the draft coming here. What the hell are these TV executives doing? Like, it, it seems to be like the most simplistic thing to go, hey, someone needs to start a 24-7 and put talk shows on and put shows on. And like, I don't know, like Cofield and Company should be on like a TV station here in town. That's a local, you know, uh, talk show here in town that's been going for a long time. Been here for like 20 years for with Steve Cofield. I don't understand. I just don't, I, I don't know. I thought once the Raiders came, that would happen. That's one reason why it's so quiet because there's nobody in the media. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the papers can only do so much, you know, and we talk about I, everything. Most I, betting I, shows talk about everything. But I think 
one of the things that may be the holdup is that so many people from here are from somewhere else. True. And what I think they're not seeing is the unifying force of sports. I mean, when the, the, the Knights ran to the cup, this place had a real feel of community for the first time for a lot of people that have been here. And I think that's a great idea that there should be something like that where one, we're just talking about it, but two, creating that buzz and sense of community that sports provides just from the games. And then you can talk about, you know, the betting angle of it and then bring the fan base of it right. and, and, and and all the different things that come with it. I think it's a great idea, but no one's done it. And I mean, trying to get the guy that moved here from, you know, you're wearing a bear's hat, Chicago, and he's been here eight years, but he's, you know, a Chicago bears fan. He ain't going to watch the Raiders stuff. He's, he's just not like, and, mm. but if you're going to talk about, you know, when your teams come here, it's like, whoa, oh man, you get interested. You can see that out and about. We're interested in everything because we're involved in it. And I'm just a general sports fan. And I mean, I, I want to know and hear about it. I just think that people have this reticence to just kind of go all in. Maybe but you don't have to go all in. Like if you watch, you, if you go to Philly, right. And you go to, you go watch, Embassy Sports Philadelphia. They'll have one of the Philadelphia talk shows on Afternoon Drive. I forget which station it is. I think it's Mike Misnelli. I forget who actually does it, but one of the guys are doing it. Right. They're talking about the Flyers. They're talking about the Eagles. They're talking about what everyone is talking about unless there is nothing going on locally. And then they expand. And then they'll get into the NFC East or they'll get into what's happening in different markets around in the biggest talking point, talking story, Steph Curry, whatever, whatever the big topic might be, they expand. You could just do a general talk. You can, you don't have to focus just on the Knights or just on the Raiders because those shows that are on, I don't watch them. Like, you know, the, right. the Knights, the Knights 30 minute magazine show. I've never watched that. I see right. promos all the time during the games. Right. I've never seen that. Yep. You don't have to do that. You could do a general show that covers all sports, but you just happen to talk about when there's a big topic for your for your market. Like, I don't know, the all-star game, playoff game potential with the Raiders. Like, if you were back at home in Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Steelers had a home game on in week 18 on Sunday night football, it would be wall-to-wall coverage on that game. Like, that's all you would it see. Already, it already is this game because they won against Cleveland. That's all anybody's talking about. The Penguins have won nine games in a row, and there's shows and stuff that are talking about that by itself. Nobody's talking about the Pirates, unfortunately, but 100% they're talking about who's playing guard this week for 30 minutes. They're breaking down where they're going to finish in the draft if they lose, where they're going to finish if they win, and who they might be looking at. There's been people talking nonstop for two months about – is Mason Rudolph the quarterback or not? What's the next thing? I mean, there's always something to talk about. And then when there's not, you talk about the Bengals' chances to represent the AFC North in the playoffs. Like, it's a natural thing. And listen, if anybody's listening, we'll do the show. Like, I mean, <laughs> let's go. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's very right. weird to me. It's it very is. strange that we don't have a 24-hour, you know, 
all the TV stations here in town, people are asking what Mike wants to know, what's the major Vegas TV station. We've got the big, you know, the big four Fox, NBC, CBS, and they all fight for who the official like one, one, every station one called. of them is the official Raider. Right. Part. Yeah. One of them <laughs> says we carry more Raider games than anybody else because yeah. they're the, they're the, they're the CBS affiliate. Mm-hmm. The other, the Fox station says we're the official station of the of Raiders, the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> because they paid the, for the rights fees to say right. that to the right. Raiders. But like, we don't have like, there's, there's, there's like one show. There's a black and silver show that's on Fox on Saturdays on, that I've watched once. Right. And, that's a paid for show. The team pays for that. Basically right. to get that done as being the official Fox carries that show. And it's Lincoln Kennedy and some, uh, but I forget who the host yeah. is, the, who the woman who hosts along with Lincoln Kennedy, but they just do only Raiders propaganda. Like that's just like right. one sided Raiders are great. I'm talking like, but there's nobody doing your traditional let's go on TV Let's have a talking head versus talking head break down a topic like for in Boston on NBC Sports Boston. There's a show. There's five shows all in a row that are all like these magazine debate shows that are just like you're talking about with Pittsburgh. Like they're breaking down every little thing that's going on with the team and they're allowed to talk about whatever they want and say whatever they want. Like there's no policing of the, the, the opinions. It's just it's an opinion show. Well, in Vegas, you could have an opinion show, a talk show, a gambling show. You could have all sorts of different things going on. And I just, it just baffles me that up to this point, we're year two in with the Raiders and we might get an NBA slash MLB team. We may have all four here and not have that. <laughs> like, like, wait, what? well, I, I think if we get the third, I think that we changes will it. because, the, well, okay. yeah, because then we'll have complete year round topics all True. the time, you know? So I think, I, I think that'll be. Someone will finally say it's time. And I mean, we have in. UNLV too. I mean, we have UNLV. We have a D1. I mean, they're not Does great. It but it feel like that is completely off the chart now. Like it's, it's, I mean, gone. it is not even mentioned in anything. Nothing. No, because they have to. I mean, that's where. Because they're not competitive. Winning. Yeah, that's where winning comes in. If you don't win, right. you can't compete right. with, with professional sports. It's like Boston College in Boston for me. Right. It's like BC never won. Nobody cares. Like yeah. every once in a long while, BC will have a quarterback or somebody that's have somewhat decent or, or like a Clemson number one team will go to Boston to play. Right. And the market might go like, oh, interesting. But then like after the game's over, it's back to being irrelevant. It's, and it's nobody, right. nobody cares. Yeah. So winning, not winning is a big problem for, for UNLV, both basketball and football. It just, you, well, you gotta football win. Football is like, seriously, like they're playing in Allegiant stadium now. It's a horrible uh, idea. It is, but I think it would be the, the kick in the pants to like, Hey, uh, we have a facility now where these, you can show these kids are going to play the games. We got to get better recruiting. Yeah. immediately yeah i mean i don't know what the facilities examine I mean, the facilities i know oh are, no they build i mean they, they built yeah. their practice facilities incredible it's, fertita center is a 10 million dollar okay beautiful, so beautiful it's time like oh I yeah mean, you gotta you gotta compete now for real real because yep. you've been able to just kind of you know have that arroyo's a good uh, coach i mean look look how they played at the end of last year they fought i mean that was yeah. a lot of it they were covering yeah. they were a good team to bet on late in the year because they were covering these 20 were. point spreads they and were. They were fighting hard. Their defense played well. They blew a couple of games. They probably should have won. They won two games. I bet over one and a half. That was my second favorite bet of the college football season. 
Ole Miss over seven and a half was my favorite that came in and right. UNLV over one and a half was my second favorite. And that came in. So, I mean, it went differently. I thought they'd win the first game and then win another game in the year. They right. lost everything until the end. Until the end. And, then, yeah. and then they won two games. And it was like, wow, they actually got there. They beat Hawaii. I think Hawaii was the game that they had to win to get there. And they finally beat Hawaii to, to, to yeah. get that. So um, you asked, why am I wearing the hat? Well, I'm wearing the hat because according to WFAN and Boomer Esaias, and Matt Nagy will coach his last game coming up on Sunday with Shocking. Chicago Bears. Shocking. But I'm giving it because Bear fans I'm friends with have been after this for a while. I mean, if somebody your told hat? Them they've been after no, your hat? no, after Matt Nagy. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. They've been after Matt Nagy. After, after this story for a while, they, they want Matt Nagy gone. Now they're going to get it. Yeah. They in 2019, in the wake of Matt Nagy winning the Coach of the Year, I thought everybody, I think Bears fans thought they had their guy, and then the last three seasons have been just disastrous. Yeah. Just absolute disasters. Mm. Is the bear job a good job? I think it can be, right? I mean, right now, I like Justin Fields. I, I, I think he's a good quarterback. And I think with the right coaching and getting him some protection, you have to protect the quarterback. We've seen so many guys come into the league with the ceiling and the promise. And ain't nobody blocking for him. They get hit, beat up hurt and can't recover because you got to go back out there because you got to justify you being on the field or or the number one draft pick of that team or whatever. And it just goes bad quick. And then you start the cycle all over again. So I think it can be a good job if someone comes in that understands that, that gets him the protection that he needs. The defense is close. I mean, the defense is much further advanced than the offense. Um I think there's a couple pieces in place. Uh, obviously, it starts at the offensive line. Football period starts at the offensive line. You have to have an offensive line and a defensive line to compete. Is it a good job? I mean, it's a family-owned business still. They mm -hmm. do things kind of different. Mm -hmm. But the Roonies do it different, and it, it's a good job. I mean, it's been a good job. So I think they got to get the right guy. They, I, I, for years, it's been the quarterback, right? Like they haven't found the quarterback. They haven't really had a consistent quarterback since Jim McMahon, and they won the Super Bowl with the Super Bowl shuffle team. I mean, you go back and look, it's been a, a circus of people just coming in and coming out, number of guys. Um, and, I mean, Rex Grossman took them to the Super Bowl. Like think about that. Rex Grossman was the quarterback of that team. And they were close with Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler got him to the NFC Championship. Now, Jay you Cutler have to play a certain way, though. If you, if you list the three teams that were in all three quarterbacks, you have to play football a certain way in Chicago. To be and popular or to be no, successful? To win, you have to play defense and run the football. So you have to have a quarterback who fits that. I mean, have, have a, a head coach who fits that. And that was the problem I always had with Matt Nagy because he was being called a quote offensive genius and he would come in and then he started to realize that like, you can't do this, like spread option, run it, throw it up tempo. You can't do that in Chicago. It doesn't work in that division. It doesn't work. I think Cincinnati is going to learn 
pretty quick that they have got to have a defense. You've got to be able to handle the weather. You've got to be able to handle the defenses you're going to see to be successful. But I, I just think in the NFL, in that part of the country, you know, you have to be able to play defense in Chicago. I mean, frankly, I know people ripped John Gruden for the Khalil Mack trade, but has Khalil Mack really justified two first round picks. Now, who yeah. they picked in the wake of Khalil Mack is a different story. Right. What they did with the picks are different, but he's been hurt. He's been banged up. I mean, to give him a big contract once they traded for him, he hasn't exactly been a world beater for that defense. Right. So they got to fix that. I mean, I, I think a defensive minded guy going in there with a good offensive coordinator is the way to go. For, and that's why I'm not so sure that Jim Harbaugh is the greatest guy. I don't hate it because of his running game, but I wonder, does he, does Harbaugh, fit for them with what they want. That's a, I mean, it's a good question. I, I, I don't know. You got eight games in that weather at home on that field. And then you got a, a guaranteed road game every year at green Bay. So that's nine. The two other division games are in domes. So it, you know, Minnesota, Detroit. Okay. That's how you got to look at it. I think first, how do we win our division? Yep. We got to figure out how to beat Green Bay. Think about the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets for the last two decades. They had to figure out how to beat the Patriots. How do we do it? They couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. It was had to be frustrating as could be. And then they get Josh Allen, and now they build a team. You want to talk about a team that's not built for the weather and what they do. They cannot run the ball at all. Their best runner is their quarterback, and it ain't even close. Who's one so, shot away from being done. And then you're, you're all, then your offense is toast. And then you're like, then you got Mitchell Trubisky. Yep. How's that going to work out? Like, I mean, that's a little Chicago. Ask Chicago. Ask Chicago. You got that out. Ask that. So I think, yes, like I said it all the time in Pittsburgh, let's get a mutter. You need a mutter. I didn't need a kid who was down in the SEC that ain't ever played in the snow or that sideways wind and rain. Like um, I, Your team has an SEC running back right now. Not a running back, a quarterback. you got to have a quarterback. Who's a mutter? Yes, Justin Fields played at Ohio State. He's from yeah. there. He's, yeah, he, yeah so I can do that. They got I mean, a remember, he started, remember where he started, though. He started yes. in, the, in, the, in the SEC. He did, but at, at Georgia. <laughs> you have to learn how to play in those games. Those games yeah. in Cleveland, if you don't play them in September, you play in weather. If yeah. you go to Baltimore anytime after Halloween, it's usually nasty. And they always have a defense. And now Cincinnati, I mean, they've turned it around. You got to be able to score, but like it can be bad weather there too. Like those pockets of the country, and Chicago's one of them. You better be able to run the ball because in November and December, you're not going to be able to sling it all over the place. And if you can't run the ball, you better play excellent defense and at least control the ball. So those are the two things that, you know, for half the season, you got to do find a coach that knows that that's all. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe Harbaugh's using this stuff to stay. He ain't hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Let me get your book hat on for a second and, and walk me through this. So on the latest episode of the prop city podcast, a podcast that Patrick Everson and I do for props.com each and every week, it drops on Thursday. You guys can go and find it wherever you get your podcasts. He has spoken to numerous bookmakers who are very concerned about their Georgia national championship ticket liability mm -hmm. to the point spread on Monday. Uh -huh. 
So kind of walk me through here a little bit how the books are trying to deal with the two and a half, three number, knowing that if Georgia wins and Georgia covers, all the futures come in on Georgia and mm-hmm. you get buried. Listen, if anybody's telling you they're getting buried on Georgia to win a national championship, then they've been sleeping at the wheel. They shouldn't be getting buried. You should be winning a little or winning a lot. If Alabama wins, you should. that's the one you want. Because when the favorite wins in the future pool, the book does fantastic because the odds were never higher than what? I mean, after the loss to Texas A&M, People, you know, got loose on the wheel a little bit and maybe put it to seven to one, I think, or as, as high as that got. But that came back real quick. It was never really higher than three to one. So when a three to one favorite wins, it's perfect. It's when a eight to one to start wins it or like a 50 to one wins it. That's when you get buried. You know, that year that the Knights went to the Stanley Cup finals, that was going to be like, altering changes like maybe people getting fired the day after the the you could go to the cup parade because you ain't working here no more you know type things right so no question books have liability now the problem with it if you really are exposed is you can't move the number on the game past really three without a gigantic bet more on Georgia, which you don't really want to take, but you do because it's the last game. So you're torn back and forth. But if you go to three and a half, four, and then Bama covers, but Georgia wins, you've middled yourself on the last game of the year with the biggest handle. This handle on this game ideally should be huge, should be Rose Bowl level proportion. It's the only game, it's the last game, and it's the two best teams. Talk about like things that I miss about the, the book. Booking this game would be it's is so much fun because the line is set. We got the number, it's three. And I was texting with somebody earlier today, my buddy Timmy, uh Tim Murray. He sent me the same question, he asked me about the liability. I said, line's not moving because of the future liability. You can't move the line. But if it was me. I would turn to Tony today and say, hey, let's go to three and a half. Let's see who shows their face. Let's just send out the bat signal and see if anybody comes. Because if the short money already laid less than three, because Mm -hmm. they're probably sitting on Alabama futures. Ah. (laughs) So now they're laying less than a field goal. I need to know where that number is going to be on Monday before anybody else. So I would turn to him and say, let's go to four. See who shows. And if we take a bet, we'll come back to three and a half. And if somebody bets it again, we'll come back to three. Okay. But I would want to know today. So I, I, it's fascinating to me. That's why I keep tweeting about it today. I think I might go actually, you know, do a man on the street interview maybe too and say Ooh. like, hey, uh, who you bet, Alabama or, or Georgia? Because I think you saw it in, in the first game. Who did the people bet in the first game? Georgia. Everybody that was quote unquote sharp rhombus parallelogram, everybody had Georgia. And the books got pretty fat with Alabama. I think they're gonna do it again. I think they're I think everybody's sharp, everybody, all the ROMs, they're gonna bet Georgia again. I think they so here here's my dilemma personally. Okay. Okay. So tell me you got a future ticket on Georgia, please. Nope, none. 
neither. I, I don't bet college football futures all that much. Okay. I try. I just, I, I think that it's so um, predictable that it's going to be one of these two teams. Like it, there's just not a lot of like, I, I like to look at value plays and like, look at different things. And it's like, it's Bama versus who? And like, that doesn't really right. interest me all that much. I take a three to one return, but it's, I'd rather like, like the Titans are far more attractive to me at 12 to one for to sure. Super, to win the Super Bowl than a Bama ticket or a Georgia ticket. Whatever Georgia was what five to one, six to one to start the year. Like it was Bama one, Georgia Before two. Before the Clemson game, they were eight to one. Okay. So and it was decent, like but. and and you know, our friend Jeff Dawson was here and he said, What do you think about this? I said, Well, if they beat Clemson, they're gonna be almost cut in half. So if yeah. you're thinking about it at all, buy the Georgia ticket now. Because if they win that game, they're immediately four to one from eight to one. And they were. That that happened overnight. Yeah. The next day. And they were as low as two to one, weren't they? Oh yeah. Year? There was no, they were below two to one. Okay. Some point. Yeah. yeah, they were so winning like, these games and shutting everybody out. Yeah. And the number just it became apparent that they were going to play in the SEC championship game. And then the way everything fell, they could lose that game and still get in. Mm. That was the thing. That's the thing about betting the college football futures, right? You could lose one game and your whole thing is done. Yeah. Now, at least with four teams and then being an SEC team, you have a way back in. So I am at 60% this year for college football. Nice. I'm six and zero in 2022. I'm up 12 units betting college football. Pack it in. Now I'm down 12 units in the NFL. <laughs> okay, that's the way it goes. So like, we used to uh, say this: win yeah. it Saturday, give it back Sunday. Yeah, I mean so it happened my, all the my time. whole year. So my yeah. whole year has, has yeah. been crushing yeah. college. So I'm going into the college football national championship game. I, I have to play it, obviously, but like I don't know how aggressive I really want to be in this game <laughs> because I've done really well. And like on a typical year, I might get a little aggressive and I might have like five or six plays. Right. But I don't know if I'm going to do that this year because I don't want to ruin the year that I just had. And or I want to compound it in, you know, I'm already in the black and I'm never going to I'm not going to lose 12 units on a, on a right. game. So I'm right. not going to be losing what I've accomplished, but I'm still like there's that hesitation of like, this is a really hard game to bet. Like my head right. tells me, take Georgia. It's hard to beat a team two times in one season. They're in fury. They're in, they're they're so furious about what happened in Atlanta. And but Bama's going to be Nick Saban's five and one against his against his assistant coaches, and I have to ride on Stenson Bennett to win a national championship against Nick Saban. How How's that feel? Awful. <laughs> it feels so awful. So I what just, I would that, tell that, people that's, that's my. I mean, I love Cook. I love the defense. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think I think the secondary got exposed. And I think yep. without having Mechie there, I think that's a big blow for Alabama. Yep. I don't like Bill O'Brien calling yep. plays because he won't run the ball. He just throws all the time. And I think yep. that Bryce Young will make mistakes. Like I can talk myself into both sides of yep. this game. And like, am I really going to fade Bama for two times in a row? I was on Georgia. Now I'm right. going to be on him again. It's I like, know it's, it's, it's hard. And so what I would tell people all the time, like, look, it's the last game. And this happens with the Super Bowl all the time. This should be the hardest game to handicap. It's very difficult and you have two really good teams you can make a case 10 times for both sides you can find more value on on the next creighton game most likely 
and feel like you have more of an edge. Seriously. So, but you just don't want to miss out. This FOMO thing is real on this. Well, it's part of our game. job too, though. I mean, it's part of our. I mean, our well, whole it's part our, of our, our job. Our, our, our audience wants to bet it. The podcast audience wants to bet it. Like I, yes. I, I can't. Like I can't punt on the national championship. No, game. but you know what I you mean, can do is is, is take a position, and. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll do a Twitter spaces where we could do an in-game Twitter spaces for this. Like you could literally make think about it yeah. in-game for the Rose Bowl. Like we could have made 10 bets on the Rose Bowl and won nine of them. Like taken and taken and taken. I think the value of this game, though, what do you think when you see the total of this game? 52 and a half. Georgia under. minus three, 52 and a half. It's gotta be under. Under. It's gotta be under. Yeah. That's I think that's the best play in this game. First right. thought. Well, because Georgia's not going to want to get into a track meet, and they can't. Yeah, that is, so they want to be more methodical, run the ball more. Cook's got to be a bigger factor than he was in the first game. They 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 can't ask Denson Bennett to just chuck the ball all around like crazy, and then they have to fix their secondary. Like the thing that the the bet was blown up because Georgia had zero pressure on Bryce Young. If you let him sit back there, he's going to kill you. And he killed them in the first game. So my gut is, my guess is that they're going to have a whole bunch of exotic blitz packages. And finally, maybe that Bama offensive line gets exposed. That's why I bet Georgia. I thought the Bama line, like what Auburn did, (laughs) Auburn exposed it. And Georgia couldn't do it or didn't do it for whatever reason. They didn't do it. And Bryce Young killed them. So that's my worry and why in-game might be the best way. Take the plus three. And then realize, wait, George is killing everything right now. He, you know, Bryce Young has zero time. He can't get the ball out. He's going to throw picks. And then maybe you come back in on, on Georgia and try to, you know, figure out what, what number you can get on Georgia. Right. It's, I, yeah, well, we'll talk about that. That's going to be a really interesting. We used to call the liability I heard, um, was great. Richie Bocellari's life, you know, lifer in this business and worked at books. He said the liability, he goes, that's not liability, that's cushion. That's hmm. the, he said, you got you got working margin already built into this. And like when we get to the Super Bowl and all this other stuff that we'll talk about, you can't imagine how much half a head start if the right combination happens. When it was Chiefs Rams a couple years ago, we were sitting in a risk room with almost a seven-figure head start on either team from a year of futures it was kansas city or no it was the patriots and the rams patriots and the rams that's who it was when they played each other in the in the super bowl that low scoring mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. before the game even kicked it was like i think it was like win 800,000 or win 900,000 before oh. the game started you do whatever so, you want with the line Isaac is writing on the YouTube chat. I didn't understand a word of what Dave just said, but it sounded really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Isaac. I'm trying to make it so everybody can understand, but sometimes said the, he said, said the whole. Somebody asked him, "So what didn't you get?" He said the whole segment the just whole shows segment. the difference between the mind of a line maker and a recreational better. <laughs> yeah, right. We're trying to show trying you to the, the mind of a, of a line maker as yeah. to how they go into looking at line liability numbers, judging the money that's coming in, what money will come in, where will the line go, everything else. So 
stick with us. Well, we'll I mean, we'll work for this thing, we'll, we'll, I mean, and definitely follow along with us both on Twitter because I think it's fascinating what's coming on. I mean, I saw Mattress Mac already played Alabama for 1.2 million. million. Mm-hmm. How much? 1.2 million. Yeah. Money line or plus the three? Uh, I think he took, I think he took plus two and a half is what he took. Took for a Alabama. Number? I think that's what he took. Man. Let me see what he took. Mac, uh, what are you doing, man? Well, I mean, it goes back to the point that a lot of people have made that I've agreed with that, like, we, uh, let's see, no, money line, sorry, 1.2 million at plus 125. Okay. Uh, is, is what he took. Okay. But somebody made made a really good point. Joe Brennan on Twitter, who's a guy who's been around for a long time, and you know, this. Yeah, he said, <laughs> nothing against Mattress Mac, but it would be nice if for once they'd report some of the perks Mattress Mac is getting when he negotiates with the yeah. operators. Yeah. It's a fair point. It really is. I mean, oh, he's, I, I put a guy doing a thing like this with his ears. I, I was, I, I know what he means by that. I know exactly what he means. That's and we, and people should report the full story because they aren't. They aren't reporting the full story of what he's, where he's betting it, why he's going in Colorado, why he's going to certain operators. Like yeah. there's a lot of like the, the, the headline grabbing, like, wow, Darren Rovell tweet of like, he's got a $1.2 million. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. You don't have the whole picture guys. Like there's, yeah. he's not just walking in and scratching a little, you know, <laughs> pulling out the money and going, here's 1.2 million. There's a whole thing that goes in behind yes. what he's doing. So I yes. think Joe, bring, Joe brings up a very good point that as, as the media, if we're going to report the story, you better have the whole picture. Try to have the whole thing. Just try. Have the whole story. Don't don't have half the story because it makes Mattress Mac look a whole lot better and the book look a whole lot better than what if the public knew everything that was going into the idea of like, here's oh. what's happening. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Right. It's not what you are reporting exactly no. how it goes down. So yeah. that just, changed their future liability. I can tell you that. Take it one point, <laughs> one point two on plus one twenty five. But that price changed. All right, before we get to uh, better to book it. So I I have to ask you about this, okay? This is Adam Schefter. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. Okay. The dance itself is horrible, right? Correct. Adam Schefter tore his meniscus doing this. Shifty. Oh, Shefty. Come on. Not only did he embarrass himself by doing this dance. Yeah. He hurt himself. Yeah. They don't know if he needs surgery or not to repair the torn meniscus, yeah. which is more embarrassing that you do this on tape as a media member doing the gritty yeah, or getting hurt while on the field doing the gritty with players you're supposed to be covering, by the way. Yeah. And you get hurt doing it. Getting hurt. I give him credit <laughs> for trying to do it. You can't get hurt doing it. And like, if you're going to do it, maybe practice, you know, I mean, like, you know, you got, you got someone you could do it in front of your seven year old until she says it's okay. You ain't doing it. You know, I got, I got judges here every day. I'm going to do the gritty. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm going to do the gritty. We're going to do the gritty on the show. Well, no, you're not. You better practice and they'll make me do it a thousand times so I can get it right. The problem with this stuff as you get older, you get hurt. You could get hurt. You're gonna give I me mean, you, you at least you're still training now. You're in camp for the fight. I'm starting to get out and do my thing back again, but I'm on the field two or three times a week, still staying active. I tell people all the time, I'm the bullpen catcher. I mean, like, I gotta get up, down, and catch the pitchers and all this other stuff. Like, 
it's still physical activity. But as you get into it, as soon as you get over 40, you're prone to torn meniscus stepping off the sidewalk. Like anything <laughs> could happen. You got to be careful. Shefty, torn oh, meniscus on doing a gritty. Come on. So bad. Like just so, so bad to have it happen where you're doing it. You're doing the gritty and you need knee surgery <laughs> afterwards. Like, yikes. You'd be uh, impressed, by the way. So I was at Majestic Park last night doing stairs and sprints. Yeah. And there were three sets of softball playing girls there with the lights off throwing and working. Really? I was like, I, I see you. I see you working. That's huge. No one's around. Pitch no. black. Yeah. Lights are on. Just yeah. me, the stars, and three sets of girls throwing hard back yeah. and forth on the yeah. softball field. Yeah, that's where I mean, that's where I mean the kids grew up there. We you know that was we've awesome. Do, we've done that, you know, and yeah. it's a it's a you tell them you do the work in the dark, ain't nobody know but you, but you, that makes you better. You're getting better while no one else is. I mean, that's that's life, man. Yeah, it was it was it was it was, it was fun. And then I I nearly killed myself, but it was fun. It was worth it. But I nearly killed myself. I was like, did you go down the steps or did you go down the path and then up the steps? So I did uh, active recovery. So I did five loops. Okay. Where I I went up the stairs, jogged down, up the stairs, jogged down, and then turned around and then turned around and did two sprints up the hill. And that was it. (laughs) You're doing work, son. You're doing some work, son. That's good. (laughs) That was. That was it. It was so. It was. I got I, after that second wind sprint. I was like, "Oh my!" Because that's like a forty-five degree angle for yeah. A that's a almost, steep. That's, yeah, that's steep. Almost a hundred yards, and like, yeah, it's weird too. Because like, it's been a while since I've been doing sprint work, but like, because I normally would jog, yeah. But because the fight is only three two-minute rounds. So one of my trainers at my gym, he, he follows me on Instagram and I was like laying out what I was going to do and run. He was like, get rid of the run. Like, you don't need the, the running is stupid. You don't, you know, you know, for weight loss. Okay. You can jog to burn some calories if you want to do that. But like, I, I don't really, I mean, I have to lose eight pounds in eight weeks. Like it's not going to be hard to get to 201 Correct. for me to fight. And he was like, you don't have a weight issue. So don't worry so much about running. You need explosive and you need up, down, up, down in your heart rate. So what you need to do is like do sprints, do stairs, like do that where you go from zero to a hundred and your heart rate goes from like, you know, 40, 50 to 180. Like that's, yeah. that's what you need to be working this is, on. This is exactly what we did for hockey. It was quick yeah. shifts. You know, you had to, yeah. you had to go a million miles an hour for 45 seconds to a minute and yeah. then you had to recover on the bench and then you had to do it again. And you yeah. had to do it again. So the long stuff was exactly what, you know, coach used to say, listen, you're trying to lose weight, run long. I need you to do these sprints. And then we did hills. I mean, we did, we did up, run up a hill, you know, walk down, yeah. run up a hill, walk down. And then it started with the steps and the, yeah. and the plyometrics and all that other stuff. That's good. That's you, you, you'll recover. Cause yeah. After you get hit in the face at first round, <laughs> I'm going to be like, you can come back to the corner. I'm like, you all right? <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, I'm dead. With the water bottle. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So, yeah. So, uh, Devin says this show is underrated. It will blow up. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for watching. Appreciate your, your kind words. All right. Time now for Better to Book It. Hashtag CLV Society is back, Dave. <laughs> Look at this number. What is this? What Look what I got here? last night. Look what I got. Let's Boston at the Knicks tonight. Two eleven, two oh seven. 
207. CLB Society on two Who ain't possessions. Playing? What? Who ain't playing? Somebody ain't Boston's playing. On, Boston's on a back-to-back. Boston went under last night, 99-97 loss at home to, to the San Antonio Spurs. Didn't look good. Terrible. Didn't look good. Something's got to happen at that Celtics team. Something. Blow up is happening. Something something is going to happen there. They're favored on the road, though. Two and a half. Favored. Yep. But uh, under 211, betting it or booking it. Betting it. There's no way we're booking this. (laughs) I mean, this is no. I don't have to book this stuff anymore. I would be like, I'd come in today and go. Who had two eleven and who let the, who let Peral bet it? Like this, just can't be. You can't keep putting up four points. What am I going to do with this? That's good. That's I mean, we joke about it all the time, but like that's that's what you need to do because now you can work with that number. Like you, this number could go down another point or something, or you could maneuver in game really quick. So getting the best number is the goal of betting. Now whether they win or not, that's a whole other story. We're definitely betting this, but we got to keep an eye on this because these don't move overnight because the number was bad. I think there might be some information or somebody not playing either side. It could be Celtics or Knicks, but somebody might not be playing. We saw it yesterday. Did you see what happened with the Milwaukee line against Toronto yesterday? Well, once Giannis got pulled, then seven points. (laughs) See ya. Yeah, the bottom fell out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're betting this. All right, we're going under. We'll watch Boston at Nick, at the Knicks. Celtics shouldn't be favored, by the way. Just FYI, that that can't be. What am insane. I missing? I saw it's that insane. this morning too. I'm like, wait a second. They just lost to San Antonio, who I believe had lost eight in a row, and they were getting blown out. And they no played idea. an under game in in San Antonio. One at home, the Celtics can't lose that game. No, and they did. And so that's Celtics on a back to back on the road. In New York against a rival, Kemba's playing, right? That's rival like, rivalry game. I would think, but again, Kemba revenge game. Like <laughs> this is a whole so it's all a lot, a lot. I was like, I was like, I it was a pick when I bet it. And I was like, I wonder who closes as a favorite. I was like, Boston can't be a favorite tomorrow night, can they? Like, that's nuts. And yep, two and a half. Watch this thing. There'll be some information. The Celtics will probably close as a dog. Let's put it that way. This ain't going much higher. Two. Two on a road? No way. I think Celtics, Knicks closed two, maybe two and a half. Wow. Yeah. It'll so take the take the Knicks right now then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, if you want to bet this game, this is punishment. Yeah. I mean, the total is only two. Oh, <laughs> it's only four games tonight. It's like four NBA games. Like four NBA games. I know. And it's Thursday. Is this the TNT uh, game? No. Yes. Yeah. It is, is it? the early TNT game, is it? Okay. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's on TV tonight. That's why, right. that's why I bet it. It's, a, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's on TV. All right. Uh, one more. Yep. You mentioned it earlier, betting Wisconsin unders. Iowa at Wisconsin tonight. I am not getting CLV Society on this. This number is painted and plastered and not moving, which is interesting. Iowa is the number one scoring first half offense in the country. In the you country? have yeah, in the country first wow. half offense. Iowa really? they average forty four point three points per game in the first half. Okay, so I, I'm I'm gonna know pretty quick if this is. At halftime, I'll have a pretty good idea whether or not this number is going to hit or not because Iowa's not nearly as good in the second half as they are in the first half. But Iowa has struggled to score against anybody really of quality they've played. Iowa State, Purdue, they haven't they haven't scored against good defenses. And okay. Wisconsin just beat Purdue in their last game outright. Big win for Huge Wisconsin. dogs. They were huge, huge dogs. Double-digit yep. dogs. 
and they won outright. So here they are at home. And this Wisconsin team is 268th adjusted tempo, according to Ken Palm. They have a better offense than what they've had in the past, but they still play really, really slow. This is so one for of the, the highest people, for the people like Isaac and stuff that may not understand what that means. That means yeah. they dribble the ball up the floor at a snail's pace. They they play yes. really, really slow. There's only they 356 the teams or something, and, and they're Three, 268. Yeah. Yes, 268. Okay, so they don't uh, play the Yeah, and so Kempom has Iowa 23rd in the country, and they have Wisconsin at 30th. So that's why Iowa State, Iowa is is favored in this game slightly. Uh, but, or sorry, no, Wisconsin's favored only by, only by two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, so slight yeah. favor by two and a half for, for Wisconsin. They, they probably should be a little higher than that, but Kempom likes Iowa more than they like Wisconsin. Current market is three and a half right now. So for Wisconsin? Yeah. Okay, so market agrees. The Wisconsin's the better team. It's over now. One, just two, two possession yes. game now. I just think that, and I may need to bounce out of this at halftime. If Iowa scores forty-five points in the first half, I'm going to be in trouble. But I just think this is going to be a game where Wisconsin says, "Okay, nope, we're not going to let you run. We're not going to let you shoot a lot of threes. We're going to grind it and play that Wisconsin style that people hate betting because it's boring and tough to play against." Tough. I'm surprised the number hasn't come down. My one surprise is I thought this morning I was going to get up. Of, of the two games I thought I was going to have CLV Society value on was this one. And it's not moved. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Didn't go up, but didn't go down. Betting or booking under 147, Wisconsin hosting Iowa. Betting that again. Ooh. Betting that. Um, that was a low-scoring game against Purdue. Um. I think Wisconsin, I, I mean, with Wisconsin being favored and an early move coming on Wisconsin, I think they win this game. If they win this game, this game goes under. I think if Iowa wins the game, like you just said, we'll know early. They have a big first half. They're on their way to winning and force Wisconsin to change what they do and have to try to score. So we talk about a correlated parlay for Isaac and everybody else. That means like usually one side in the over and the other side in the under. This is not a correlated parlay because you're taking the dog and the over, but I think it goes together. Iowa wins. It goes over. Wisconsin wins. It goes under. Let's go with the favorite winning the game and going with the under. I think it could be a three-point win for Wisconsin. I'd be oh, careful with that three like and a half. Super close game, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd be careful. Good. I'd be careful with that three and a half. Right. That, that 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 concerns me yeah. just a little bit. And yeah. uh, by the way, SoCal Dijen is telling us that Kemba's out per ESPN, there and he's go. right about. The, and, and he also says the Knicks have been horrible at home this they year. They have been terrible at home. They've been terrible yeah. at home, straight up and versus the number. Yeah, they've been that they, they've been terrible this yep. year in the, in like a weird weird way because I, I like the reversal of last year they were correct because so i like them to win more than 45 sorry 41 and a half games i bet yeah. them to win more than 41 and a half yeah. and they need to have a crazy second half to get there because they are seven and 12 against the spread straight up this year oh okay. oh no that, that, that's against the number they're seven and 12 straight up they are uh let's see at home eight and 11 okay. straight up it's almost the same yeah one yeah one they're bad game. they are not a good team no at home this season at all. So that might be one reason why people are betting on the Celtics here, but Good luck. I haven't, I, yeah, I haven't been able to get the Celtics right all year. I mean, I, I, when I bet against them, they win. When I bet with them, they lose. So like, I, I bet the totals with Celtics games, but I'm not picking who wins this game because I right. really have not been, not been great at doing that. All right. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about today? 
Oh man. Um, I have a big one today. Do you really? For me, yeah. Oh my goodness! Um, I told you about it. I told you about the first thing we said when we came on the came on together before we went on the show. I told you what what today is for me. Oh yeah, our last day of freedom. You want to actually say that? <laughs> yes, I'll say that. My last okay. day of freedom. All right. So, though, my favorite thing about today is that it's actually warm outside. I in yeah. between, I, I you know got everybody off to school. Then I went outside. I was like, "Whoa, it's it's gorgeous out right now." So, after the show today, I'm going for a nice long walk. I'm probably going to listen to like yesterday's show or something, or just even yeah. some music and clear my head. But I can't wait. I'm going to put on a little, um, you know, workout gear or whatever. Maybe I'll go up to Majestic and, and walk Ooh. the steps. There you actually, go. and just a couple times up and down. But yes, the favorite thing about is so today is that the wind great. ain't blowing, and yep. that we're approaching sixty degrees again. And I'm going to get a little sun on my face and a little warmth, and take a nice walk. Fifty-seven degrees today in Vegas. Let's so go. we're warming. We're warming up. We're getting Bye. back to where we're going to be. Saturday's going to be sixty-five. So we're getting we're, our two-week winter is over. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Until gotta, Super Bowl week, it's uh, always cold, cold during Super Bowl week. I remember so many years people coming in thinking, "Oh, we're going to hang out by the pool." No, you ain't. The pools ain't even open. People, if you're coming here for the Super Bowl, the pools aren't open. They're March not, 1. Yeah. March 1. It. Come for March Madness. You, you, if you want to go to the pool, come March for March Madness. Madness. That's a party. That's the party. That's the pool party. Yeah. And that's where the pool, the pools just open up. So they're fully stocked and fully ready to go. Probably be <laughs> doing pretty- a show. I'm guessing we'll be doing a show live at one point, uh, Super Bowl or March Madness week from a pool. Put that out there now. You want to do that? I don't know. I mean, if I people are coming, I don't, I don't know if I want we have to a Boston I'll, throw a party. I'll throw a props.com party. Props.com party. Okay. Right. I, don't, I don't know if I want to be on the air doing a show from a pool during March Madness, man. It'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, games are on during the show. So that's one thing that the games tip at nine and 10. Yeah. So yeah. there's games going on. It's all technically, kind of technically that first Thursday could be, could be fun. All yeah. Right. We'll, we'll play the idea. Yeah. So like, I love my family. Okay. I, I, I say this in all honesty and joking around. I, I, lo- I love my family. My daughter is super excited. My wife is super excited. She's buzzing around, but I'm just, my house is where I've been since the pandemic. Like this is where I live now. I do not go out. Like I haven't become a total hermit, but like close. it's either I'm, I'm, I'm close. It's here <laughs> or the gym. That's it. And that's kind of it. I'll go to a book once in a while. I'll go meet you. I'll go have right, dinner yeah, once in a while with right, the family and go right. out. But like on the given 30 day stretch now here during the pandemic, I leave the house maybe four times a week. Yeah. Like it's, it's bad. So my in-laws coming to stay for the next month is a test. This is a test for me. And I'll see how it goes. Normally, my father-in-law go golfing. We go golfing a lot, but they've never come in January. They've always come in February or March. Yeah. So coming in January, they land tomorrow morning, and I just don't know what I I I I'm, I'm I, I can't lie. I'm definitely going to be very interested to see how I am in two weeks. So if I am bitchy, if if, if like what's up, Matt's ass, okay. Uh. 
that's that's what's up my ass. Yeah. This some FYI, people, some people be up. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna be because like where I do the show, like this room is yeah. downstairs. We have a split level house, split level house. So like the downstairs is my domain, and my domain is going to be gone for a month. Yeah. So yeah. So just FYI on how I'm going to do this. The best thing about today is just soak it in. <laughs> just deal whatever I can deal with. Like do whatever I want to do. And then it all changes. I'm not a very big dude about. Yes. Yes. Good point. Mike says insert Mike. Awesome. Made a um, when what game I lost and I was drinking scotch. What what what, what bet was Sunday that? night. What number? What what game was that though? Why that was, was I drinking scotch? No, that was Packers Bears. You were you were enjoying the game. I thought. No, I remember I was depressed and I pulled out the scotch and you had to ask me if I was okay. Oh, I was on. I was uh, on the juice with the bottle. I, I brought the bottle of scotch with me on the daily juice. I had it. Yeah, I had physically had the bottle with me. I was doing the show with the bottle. <laughs> I was talking. Oh, so it Mike, was the game. It was the game leading up to the Sunday night game. I can't remember what it was on Sunday. I forget. It was an awful beat. I was like just yeah. brutal. I can't remember, yeah. but I had a bottle. And so Mike right. said, "Insert, insert my bottle, Matt's bottle, gif, gif, could never gif." True. Yes. Uh, Michael Austin is doing an awesome job. Are you, is he kidding me with these things? What was that thing of us driving in a car last night? That was, <laughs> it, was the BM, it was the was, BMW that changed colors. He put us in the BMW that was changing colors while we were driving. I, I was one of the last things I saw before I passed out for the night. I was like, wait, how did he do that? That yeah. was hilarious. We're in the front seat. You drive where the glasses. Great. It's great. So yeah, because he 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 uses I um for Halloween, I did a live stream with a white mask on for Halloween. Oh. So he used so he uses that picture of me with a mask on all the time. Gotcha. <laughs> he clipped he clipped that and he put that in the front seat. So he took the one of me from with the kids the New Year's picture when I was wearing those <laughs> crazy New Year's glasses. I was yeah. dying. I watched it 10 times, Michael. It was hilarious. I can't wait to show the kids when they get home from school today. Seriously, it's it's so it's 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 so good. Yes. Uh over under the days before Matt breaks out the Elijah Craig. Uh <laughs> what day is today? Tomorrow's Friday, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, you got I'm NFL the- Saturday and Sunday, so you got a nice distraction. No, um, I lost my I lost my place to watch. I watched, but this is my domain. This is where I watch football. It's all going. Oh, so now I got to go upstairs, and when I go upstairs, I'm dealing with the kid and the wife, and like it's just, yeah, it's not. It, the couch is more comfortable upstairs than downstairs, but downstairs is like the man cave, and like my my whiskey's here. My you know this. Everything is where I want it. Right. And now it's not. One more day. Can you tell why I have one kid, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> this is why this is why Matt has one kid. <laughs> because I'm yeah. just the way that I yeah. am. He's regimented space. And then you go ahead and blow it up for a month and I just start to sweat. <laughs> so yeah. And my wife's just she's giddy and my daughter's pumped. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's just it's what we do. And I'm I'm excited for them. And yeah, this, this is great. But like if my mom told me she was coming for a month, the answer would be like, <laughs> dream on. <laughs> I love you, but you ain't coming for a month. Come we'll for a week. Up, come we'll on up in. Right down at Red Rock or yep. Sun Coast. Two, or anything two weeks. Like that. Come we'll on you. in. Come on. Let's a go. month. I mean, my wife tried to do the two month thing on me this time. I was like, I, that, that was a whole fun conversation. What's the line like, on them extending the stay? Pretty good. Minus 125. <laughs> Favored. 
<laughs> it's 100% favored. it's favored. It's favored. There's no there's the no way they're minutes. leaving tomorrow, getting out of Dodge with the ice and the snow the and snow. all this other stuff. You're going to send them back at the end of in February, February, which is the worst month, as we all know. No February chance. is the worst month. So, you want to talk about yeah. CLV? Bet that minus 125. <laughs> it's going to close like minus 180, <laughs> 200. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, All right. He is Dave. I am Matt. Every day we are here on the Props YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Props YouTube channel. We love seeing those numbers go up. You get notified whenever we go live. Subscribe to the podcast. If you miss any part of it, Apple, Spotify, you get it about 30 minutes after the show is over. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow for a Friday, big Friday for big football Friday. for us, for the Bostonian versus the book.